Amen. Who knows what will happen this evening? Amen. The Lord has given you. Amen. I know that I was talking to Brother Hillman. The thought came to him, and he's wondering if I'm going to preach his message or not. But uh, one day he'll preach it. Amen. Whatever that message is that he has. That's right. Amen. Even if I do, it won't be exactly like you do. That's right. Amen. I'm going to be reading over the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 30. Quite a bit of verses tonight, 15 through 20. Deuteronomy. There will probably be more of a teaching series tonight than preaching. I'm sure that maybe I will get fired up from time to time, but I want to try to show you something this evening. Amen. Many of you may be aware that I started something Wednesday night. And this is in line with that. It's not one of the five subjects that we want to cover, but it's kind of a tie to it. Deuteronomy 30, 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways. And to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mightest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thy goest to possess it. But if thy heart turn away, for they will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish, and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou passest over joy to go to possess it. I have called heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, thou mayest obey his voice, and thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore to thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. You may be seated. Sometimes the smallest words can hold the most profound effects. And I don't want to leave you this thought if, just I am, if, if is kind of a contingent. And what is a contingent for some of you that may not really understand the word? A contingent is a subject to certain requirements or conditions being met. If you do this, you get this. If you don't do that, you get this. It can be a contingent beneficiary. It can be a contingent contract. In other words, you want a paycheck, it's only contingent upon you working every day that you're supposed to. If is a very small word that holds a lot of weight. As you can see here, God was telling them, I have set before you life and death. Blessings and cursings, you need to choose which one you want. But he went on to say, to love the Lord thy God, 
to keep his commandments that thou mayest live, prosper, and be blessed. But if you don't, then he has pronounced the cursing and a shortening of days upon the earth. It's important that you let me show this to you this evening. John 15, 9-14 says this, As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. Verse number 10, listen to this. He says, As the Father has loved me, if I have loved you, continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments. If it's a contingent, you have to keep the commandments. You shall abide in my love. If you don't keep the commandments, you cannot be in the love of God. End of story. I didn't say he didn't love you, but you're not in the love of God. There is a difference there. He loves everyone, but that doesn't mean everyone is continuing in the love of God. Neither are they having the blessings of God or the promise of long life in the land of the living. If, there's that contingent, if, Big word. Big word. I know it doesn't have the two letters, but it's a big word. Easy to pronounce, isn't it? Alright. If you can keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His love. Continue, please. These things I've spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. The contingent for joy is keeping the commandments. Can I just go ahead and say this? Can I just go ahead and just get you thinking? You can't have joy without truly loving God. And loving God is not just saying I love God. It is not just saying, well, I feel something about it. Oh, it touched me tonight. I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with that. Love is about keeping the commandments of the Lord. Choosing which way you go. And I'm going to go ahead and just open up the can. Since we've been talking about obedience. Really, when we get down to it, obedience is love. And love is obedience. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you're not keeping the commandments, then maybe you should do a heart check on whether you love God or not. If you're struggling with something, could it be you're struggling about loving God? Let's continue there. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, we're going to look at the man Christ Jesus in a little bit, as well as some other biblical examples, about how their obedience proved their love. And how the lack of obedience proved they really didn't love God at all. Maybe they loved something else more than the Lord. Amen. In John 15, there's several, several ifs there. Verse 13 says this, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Do you want to be a friend of God? What does it say in the next verse? Ye are my friends, if ye do... There's that contingent. 
There's that contingent. Living for God is contingent on us obeying Him, proving our love. Amen. 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 So we learned Wednesday night, for some of you that were able to be there, that faith is obedience. Obedience is faith. So now we can say love is faith and faith is love. You remember the story about the father that had a child that was possessed of devils and the disciples could not cast him out. And Jesus came and did it and said, this will come by fasting and prayer. But he also said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What was he really saying? Lord, help me to really love you. Help me not to doubt you. Help me to commit. Help me to believe you. You see, we struggle sometimes in truly loving God with a complete trust. Children truly love their parents because they, well, they do struggle to do what they're told. Well, so do you. Don't be so hard on them. You're quick to discipline them. But you don't want God to be quick to discipline you. Right. Or me. Whatever the case may be. But the problem is, that's where it comes. He loves it because he's going to chase it up. If he loves you, he will chase you. But they have such a trust of their parents. Because they have such a love. And we struggle sometimes with that faith. Because you're struggling in a complete love. And trust. Not of a God that we see somewhere all in eternity sitting on a throne. But His Word. Something that's right there that we read. Something that we can turn the pages on. Something that we hide in our heart that we might not sin against God. You understand? Keep my commandments is a proof of how much I love God. Yes. Amen. As we're going on in this particular lesson tonight, I want to try to really just bring it in a way that gets you thinking. Because we've got to think about where we're at in the love that we possess, that we have for God. Now, it says here in John 14, 15 through 21. Let's go to John. If ye love me, if ye love me, keep my commandments. I've already said that. But listen to what is the contingent of that. You see, many people want the Holy Ghost. Right. There may be some here tonight that want the Holy Ghost. Amen. And maybe you don't know much about the Holy Ghost. What's the Spirit of God? It's God. That's all it is. That's right. The Holy Ghost is God. Yes. It's Amen. That's all, yes. That's all it is. Let's just make it simple. Right. And you really want that. But you have trouble maybe yielding to the evidence of receiving that with speaking in tongues. So nobody can teach you how to do it. Nobody can say, repeat after me. But I can kind of give you some confidence of understanding of what is going on. Yes. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Love, obedience. Go ahead. And I will pray the Father. Here it is. If you love me, keep in my commandments. I'm going to pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. Which is the Holy Ghost, right? Hey, if you're keeping my commandments and loving me, showing me you love me, I'm going to pray for you that I will be there. That he may abide with you forever. 
even the spirit of truth, and the world cannot receive. Why? Because it doesn't love God. It doesn't follow God. It doesn't keep the commandments of God. So it cannot receive the spirit of God. Right. Continue. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. For he is with you, but shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. He will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Wow. Now I know that seems to be simple. It is simple to receive the Holy Ghost. Because if you love God, you're going to repent. Right. If you love God, you're going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you love God, you're going to trust God that when He begins to touch you, even if He doesn't touch you, by faith, you receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. By obedience, you receive the Holy yeah. Ghost. By love, you receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So you begin, listen, it is your voice. It is not God's voice. That's right. You've got to speak by faith. faith. You've got to move your lips and talk. By faith. Because you love God and you trust God. You're not worried about what it sounds like because you trust God. You love God. It doesn't matter whether you understand it or not. Children don't understand sometimes what their parents are saying or what their parents are doing. But they trust them. They love them. You understand where I'm going. I'm trying to help somebody tonight to understand how you can get all of God. All that you really desire of Him is simply trusting, loving Let me, let me break this down here. A relationship of 
husband and wife, I'll use my wife. Now, she cooks delicious meat. But if she didn't cook delicious meat, do you understand where I'm going? I'm trying to help somebody tonight. And she worked hard doing that. Wouldn't that be a sign of love? Yeah. And if I ate those meals, whether they were good or not. Come on. That's right, Pat. Without saying anything, because I've learned my lesson. <laughs> How do you like it, most brother? It's something I've learned. It's a meal. Now, it's good. But whether we think it's good or not, whether we think it's seasoned right or not, That's right. we're going to keep it and keep our mouths shut and say it's good. Amen. Yes. I want to teach you about this gift. There's so many church folks that want things from God, but they're not willing to truly love God by keeping His commandments. Yes. Yes. Love is obedient. Amen. Yes. You said, well, I thought it was a Obedience is a commitment. Amen. For example, for example, my wife works hard. Even when she's feeling bad, she works hard. And so I try to help her out too. I work hard. We're both working hard. Not to say, well, I can do this. I don't mean like it. No. We're together in this. And those things that we do, whether we want to do them or not, is showing our love through, believe it or not, obedience. I'm going to talk to the husband. If you take the trash out before and your wife gives you the look, you'll be obedient. All right. If you have to wait every time to get a look, something's not right. Right. Come oh. on. I don't want to wait every time I get a look like Peter got a look. That's right. From Jesus when he denied him three times. I don't want the look. All right. Come on. I want to hear well done. Yeah. I want to have a dessert waiting for me. <laughs> you know, people have hard days, don't they? And so if I see that she's having a hard day and I need to get the clothes and, and fold them or clothes, put them in the dryer, I don't say that's women's work. Get with it, woman. Hey, I don't know where I'll be sleeping. <laughs> Same thing with God. You talk to him that way. <laughs> you, you begin to understand what's going on because you've got a commitment, obedient love. Yes. It's not always warm and fuzzy. Come on. Yes. Okay, I, I, I guess you've always been warm and fuzzy with God. Nope. Never said, God, what in the world is going on here? I don't really understand all of this. Right. I've checked my life. I've done nothing wrong. Yes. yes. Talking about the word gift. It's a small word, but it is an important word. Right. Because many times we forget the gift part, the contingent that God gave us. It is obedient. Obedient in all things. Okay. No matter if we're up for it, we're resting for it, we want to do it, or we don't want to do it. That's right. Love does it. Yes. Amen. That's right. Love does it. Amen. Amen. The Lord just dealt with me about 
bringing this to us tonight. Genesis 22, 9 through 12. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar. I wonder why Isaac didn't resist being tied. I wonder why we don't read, Dad, what in the world are you doing? You're not tying me up. We don't read that, do we? Because Isaac loved his father Amen. and trusted his father yeah. and was obedient yeah. to his father. And therefore, he bound him and laid him on the altar. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. You've got to understand, Abraham loved God so much he was obedient. God said, take thy only son, whom thou lovest, and take it to a mountain and where I'll show you and offer to me. How many times has God asked us to offer something that we love? Yes. That we like? Amen. And we said this, God, go ahead and take it from me. Right. No, God says, you tie it up. Yes. Yeah, you go ahead and you go ahead. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about how it brings forth such a power of blessings, not cursing. When we do the things that God asks us to do out of obedience. You understand there might have been a whole different outcome we saw. Whether he wanted to heal the best sheep or he wanted to heal the sheep. If he was done, I will be this. And because of that, the blessings went to another child. Instead of Benjamin, it was Judah. I want us to think about this because it's important. The things that we do for them, they are going to be tough things. Things that we may not understand, but where is our trust? Where is our love? And the angel of the Lord called unto him. Out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know. Here's that word again that we had this morning. Now we can see it all tied together where the fear of God is the love of God and the love of God is the obedience to God. It all comes together. Abraham took the most important thing in his life, his son, his heir, the only one that he had. And he brought it because he feared God. He loved God. He was obedient to God. He said, listen, God gave me this heir and he is willing. Oh, if he can raise this son up, it doesn't matter to me. I'm giving it to God. Right. Be careful to resist the next time God asks you to do something as simple as coming to the altar and repenting or seeking the Holy Ghost or worship. I thought God commanded us to worship Him yeah. in spirit and in truth. 
not something whether we choose to do or not. It's something we've been commanded to do. So if we're picking and choosing, then our love, where is it? Where is it? He said, lay not thy hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld. My son, my only son. Blessing is upon you. You see, for yourself, All because his love was obedient. His love was He understood that the whole world was working for He understood that everything he had was You understand that the world should know that we are his disciples by the way we love one another. Do you know by the way we love one another is the way we love God? That's right. Amen. That was a good statement. Yeah. Uh, the way we love one another is the way we love God. I think I need some work out of you. Amen. Yes, I do. Amen. Amen, man. How can I love God? How can I be a being whom I have not seen if I cannot even love my brother? That's right. Amen. Do you understand the Bible is very plain as well? A brother and sister sees a brother or sister in need and has the means right. to meet that need but fails to do so. How dwelleth the love of God? There is no commitment. There is no fear. There is no faith. There is no obedience. Right. Amen. Amen. Wow. I think this yet goes far and deep. Luke 22 and 42 talks about the man Christ Jesus going to Calvary. There in the garden. He's going to call legions of angels to deliver him. No doubt about it. But listen to what he says in Luke 22 and 42. Say, Father... If thou be willing. Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but, but thine be done. Wow. Matthew 6.24 tells us very plainly, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve. You cannot love. You cannot be obedient to God. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's impossible. You see, the Pharisees didn't have it right. They loved the religious part. That's right. They loved to be seen of men. That's right. They loved to be showing themselves fasting That's right. in the marketplace. They lived, as we're going to read Matthew 23 and 6, they loved the uppermost rooms at feasts in the chief seats in the synagogue. 
And Jesus told us very plainly in 1 John 3 18, My little children, let us not love a word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In closing, I want to give you what we're all familiar with in 1 Corinthians 13 about charity, charity being the perfect love, the perfect commitment, the perfect obedience. And now abiding faith. When we get to the very last, it's telling us what is the greatest, what is the strongest, what is that one that proves everything else that I say I am. It says here, now abiding faith. Hope, charity. These three tied together. Do you understand? These three tied in charity. Faith is love. It's obedience. Hope is love. It's obedience. They tie together. But the greatest, the one that trumps them all, the one that is above them all. In other words, if I've got charity, I've got obedience. If I've got charity, I've got faith. If I've got charity, What keeps me going to conferences? What 
keeps me praying? What keeps me reading the Word of God? What keeps me preaching the Gospel? Just because I have a call? Lots of preachers have called that gave it up. You know what it means? It's simply fear God and I'll be you tomorrow. It's not because I feel like doing anything. It's because I choose how to obedience to do And what does obedience give you? A clear conscience. You think God remembers when I was getting up this morning? Of course, I'm just saying this morning wasn't that way, but some mornings are. Yeah, oh, man, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Woo, I didn't sleep very well. I could just get my phone and I, I could text the guys and those that come and say, you know, I'm not going to be there this morning. But I get up because I can't lay there. I'm trying to I'm just going to lay there for the alarm to And I said, no, no. I made a commitment to God. I love God. And I've got a story that I'm obedient. I've got to go whether I have a good prayer time or not, whether I really feel anything or not. So I get up, I get dressed, I go out the door, I drive here, I walk in. I'm feeling better and better. I come in. Okay, God, I'm here. Lord God, I made it. Can you imagine the way I would have felt if I stayed in bed and got up and tried to preach? Knowing I could have made it and didn't. How good the Lord of God. How could I preach to you? Maybe that's why we don't witness the way we should. Obedience takes sacrifice. It takes hardship. It takes loss. Obedience can't be when it's convenient. That's right. I sure don't want to drive 13 hours to go to a conference. But I'm committed to this. I'll just put it in this place. So I need to go if all possible. There's nothing going on. My wife is okay. My other children, grandchildren are okay. I need to go. Did your boss say that if you don't feel up to it, it's okay not to come in? Oh. Well, sure, I thought that was written in there. It's not written in somewhere. Yeah. You're not having a good day. Just stay home and get together and come when you can. Yeah. I'm not saying your boss doesn't care how you feel. The bottom line is, where are you? Right. And if you continue not to show up, that's what will happen. It's called termination. Right. That's what God said. I will denounce you. That's right. I know you might think, Pastor, this is a very unique message about love. But it's the truth. Amen. I love you. I will keep this command. 
if I commit to something, I can lay it out. It was better not to make one than to make one and not keep it. Because if I don't keep it, then I'll be disobedient. And disobedience is as the sand of the sea. Right. 